The following is a Talking Buds podcast special presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, the bar is open. Come on in and join the Buds for a Maple Leafs postseason pint. My friend Harry and I would uh, like to buy you guys a round of beers. You fellas been doing a bit of boozing, have you? Sucking back on Grandpa's old cough medicine? Wash it down with one beer, two beers, three beers. This is the Talking Buds Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to our first postseason pint in a very, very long time. The bar is open. Pour yourself a cold one. You are probably going to need it after that game. Ryan, if anyone listened to our previews of this series and all our talk about the Columbus Blue Jackets... I think it's safe to say that our worst fears were just realized in game one of that series. The Maple Leafs falling 2-0 to the Blue Jackets, down 1-0 in their best-of-five series. You lose one game and your back is to the wall. Jackets in three, Leafs in five. That is what I said, and even though this is the postseason pint, I got to go with something a little more stiff tonight after that one. I got a gin yeah. and soda. Oh, my I'm God. I'm skipping the pints tonight because everything that we talked about and everything we thought that might happen happened tonight. Like, it looks like. Yep. First of all, like, I, I, let's get just get into the game right now. That, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. one of the most sloppy, boring hockey games I've ever watched in my entire life. And it looked like the Columbus Blue Jackets didn't even break a sweat. Like, it literally looked like they just, like, just clogged up the middle of the ice, kind of just filled in lanes, put in spaces. Leafs were trying to do this, do that, and they just kind of just sat back, did nothing, and then they had their one opportunity, put the puck in the net. And that's exactly what we said going into the series that they had to do. The Jackets were just going to play their game, and once they got that chance, they're going to pot it. They executed to perfection. There were no two ways about it. Yeah. No two ways about it. They did exactly what they need to do. They stifled the Maple Leafs all night. We'll get into the individual performances of the team as we uh, go along here. But yeah, I, I it's it was frustrating to watch, man. Like they they are a defensive powerhouse. They clog up the middle of that ice. There was nothing. There was nothing. Matthews had the one shot in the slot tonight that Corpus Allo stoned him on with the glove save. There was nothing up the middle of the ice tonight. They executed to perfection. I'm going to say that a hundred times on this episode. It was, they put on a defensive clinic and the Leafs just had no answer. No, and we were exchanging texts all game and you said it perfectly. If if the Toronto Maple Leafs can't do what they want to do, then it's just game over. And if they are having yes. any adversity and they have to adapt their game plan in any sort of way, they don't do, do it. it. They just no, don't do, do it. it. I don't understand. It's can't like you can't – after the second period, like going into the third period, like you know what the, their game plan is. You have to adjust. You're not that good to just thwart their game plan. Like Tortorella knows what he's doing. Those guys have all bought in. To what their system is. Like, 
your their system is better than your system. So you're yes. gonna have to adjust your own game because dude, that's gonna be they're gonna be gone in three straight if yep. they if they go in yep. and try to do the same thing they did tonight. Yep. By the time if they yeah, if they do the same thing they did tonight, Thursday night'll roll around and we'll be doing our final postseason pint. Yeah, like watch, watch when go anyone just go back and look at the highlights. Like the Leafs get the puck in the jacket zone and they're just on the perimeter and then they're below the goal line. There's one guy, uh, like say Hyman's down there, and then there's two jackets swarming them. They take the puck, they're out of the zone like nothing. Like nothing. Yeah. Like it was yeah. just easy for them. It was so easy. Yeah. Because the Leafs don't the Leafs don't know how to grind. And adjust, and so the way you you have to play a team like Columbus is there is nothing in the middle of the ice, so you have to make space for yourself in the middle of the ice. That means not being afraid to get in there and get knocked around a little bit and create some quality scoring chances. And the the, the Leafs don't want to do that. Like they want to they want to pass, 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 rifle it past the goalie, pretty highlight real goals. And it's like you're not you can't beat a team like Columbus playing that way. And I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but like if this series doesn't go in the Maple Leafs' favor, it's time to take a good, hard, long look at the makeup of this team because like you just said and like I said to you earlier, they just keep trying the same things over and over again. It's infuriating to watch. And let's get in. Let's talk about some of the individual performances tonight. So let's start on the positive. I thought Austin Matthews was the Leafs' best forward tonight. By a mile. By I a thought he, country yeah. mile, he was their best thought, player. It wasn't even close. I thought he had Wawenski and Jones draped all over him all night. They made it miserable for him. And I thought he was by far their best forward tonight. I thought, once again, the Kerfoot, Kapanen, and Robertson line was pretty good. Speedy little line. They had the same issues everyone else had. Couldn't get quality scoring chances. The fourth line barely played. Um, and that brings us to John Tavares, Mitch Marner, and Ilya Mikhaev. I'm going to exclude Mikhaev in this because I thought he was okay. I thought Tavares looked like he was a thousand years old and skating with cement in his skates. And I thought, and I think Mitch Marner was infuriating to watch tonight. He was awful, man. He was bad. He was terrible. John Tavares was, was like, you could have thrown me out there, man. Yeah. He was a non-factor. That line was terrible. Just terrible, man. They were terrible all game long. Like, right? I can't believe the the amount of Mitch Marner needs to get it through his head that every single play or every single goal you set up does not have to be on the Sports Center top ten. Like, you can get dirty goals. You can find ways to chip in. Get assists on grinding goals. The guy just tries to throw the most legend pass every time he has an opportunity to score. There was a handful of instances tonight where he chose to make a pass when he had a clear lane to take a shot. He's just so into just, himself. Yeah. yeah, it drives me nuts. There was one play towards the end of the game there where they're on the four check in the Blue Jacket zone, and Marner gets the puck, and he passes it to Matthews, who's like in coming across 
uh, the center of the ice and is not ready for the pass. So he accepts it on his wrong hand. Marner gets the puck back and then shoots it into the corner. And I literally slammed my hand down on my footrest here in front of my couch and was like, what are you doing? Yeah, I thought overall, I thought everyone looked like they're playing their second game of of like in the last four months. Like it was sloppy. It was slow. Guys didn't look in shape. They didn't look like they were in the flow of things. Uh, It was choppy. Even some of the Blue Jackets play wasn't that great either. They just have a system that you can play without being in shape or playing a hundred miles an hour. But the, the Leafs, man, like they, they were, t- I thought every single player except Austin Matthews was, was pretty bad tonight. Pretty bad. And, and the Blue Jackets, if they had any sort of offensive talent that like a, the dry sidles of the world, if they had anyone like that, or they still had Panarin and like they would dominate on the scoreboard, but they don't need to because they don't have those guys and they just play the exact game they need to play to win. And th- this is a horrible, like, everything I said, horrible matchup. This That's, tonight, a perfect example why that's a horrible matchup. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's so, it's so discouraging. Like, especially, I want to cut give these guys a break because, yeah, whatever. Like, you had a whole layoff and now it's playoffs and it's tough. But everybody's in the same position. You're still a professional hockey team. You still make millions of dollars. You still are out there to do a job. And I just but, thought but tonight Ryan, was just... What is it? Is it is it talent? Like, this is what I don't understand. Is it talent? Is it inexperience? Is it just the makeup of the team? Like, why are you unable to make an adjustment? Like, why are you unable to just sit and go, okay, they're, they're forcing us to the perimeter... Most of our chances are one and done, not quality scoring chances. Someone needs to be prepared to go into the middle of the ice and take a shot in the back or whatever. And we got to grind in there. I hate using the word grind because it sounds like you know who. But we got to grind to get in there and try and create something. They, They don't do it. They don't do it unless their opponent is willing to play the run and gun 6 5 hockey. This team can't cope. They can't. No, this this franchise has a as we've heard a million times an organizational philosophy on on offense and puck possession, and it's like, dude, you could pass the puck D to D or or go hit the red line, pass it back to the D to create space. Okay, that's possession. You have the puck, but it's not good possession. It's just having the puck. You're not doing anything with that possession. Like the possession in the Ozone is is atrocious. Like yep. Sometimes they can get a little bit of a cycle going, like Matthews and Nylander kind of got a bit of a cycle going tonight sometimes, and same with uh, Kerfoot, but like they, they get in the zone, man. I feel like they have to just, even though you're risking an odd man rush on the other end, I feel like in the Ozone, they have to take a chance on putting two forwards on the puck all the time, because if you're going to have one guy forechecking and then a guy hanging out in the high slot and then the other guy just kind of waiting for the back pass behind the net. Like they're just going to swarm you, take the puck and they're going to be out of the zone. Like you're going to have happened. to take not um breakaway risks, but like risks of just kind of an on man rush going the other way because you you kind of have to get two guys in on the forecheck against this team because they they just that, take the puck so easily. That happened all night long tonight. What you just described happened for 60 minutes tonight. Yeah, like it just and you're going to like tonight they didn't even 
what I'm saying, like they might give up chances, but tonight they didn't play like that, and they still gave up a bunch of chances. Yep. And I thought the only positive of the night was was Freddie Anderson. I thought Freddie Anderson was fantastic. The 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 Atkinson goal was a little soft, but I agree with you. I mean, it, at the end was, of the day, like excellent. one goal, I'll take one goal. Like yeah. you're always going to give yeah. up one goal. That's not good enough. Like that's a problem, man. Dude, you're watching this um, team tonight. It's like, oh, this team is so garbage. Like they're just not even close. Like, oh, yeah. Just the negativity is just out of this yeah, I know, world, I know, I know. bro. Like, well, oh it's true. My. It just makes you so mad watching them play like that. It's like it's so like we love them. We do we do a podcast about them. We love them. We're diehards. But it's yeah, it's true. You're watching and you're just like, oh my god. Like I was just about to ask you about the defense. Like I thought Morgan Riley was the only defenseman who played well tonight. I thought everyone else sucked. He's the only defenseman thought, like capable of playing well. Yeah, I thought the, the Muzzin and Hole. I thought the Muzzin and Hole pairing was atrocious. Awful. Jake Muzzin was my beauty of the week earlier this week. He's gone from the penthouse to the outhouse. He was horrible tonight. So was Justin Hall. So was Cody Cece. So was the biggest waste of Maple Leaf ice this season, Tyson Berry. And so was your boy, Travis Dermott. He was pretty awful tonight too. But the defense is different because they're just, like when you look at their forwards, it's sort of a lack of, of offensive system and um, determination, I want to say. Whereas when you look at defense, it's just like they, they just don't have enough talent. There's just not enough talent back here. Yeah, I thought up and down. The Kerfoot line came out pretty strong in the first period. I thought Robertson had a couple of good chances and Captain was okay, but Kerfoot and Robertson were kind of clicking. And then I thought after the first period, they kind of went to sleep. I think... Nick Robertson, my biggest takeaway from him in this game is the guy just needs a little bit more man strength. The amount of times yeah, that guy was on his yeah. ass tonight yeah. was was shocking. But I, I thought he got on the forecheck pretty hard sometimes. And But, man, just not a good game all around for all of them. Like, just not yeah. a good game. Yep. I think the, uh, the story of game one is the inability to make an adjustment. But the thing about the thing about tonight too, it's just like, are you? I'm not surprised at all. Like this no, just feels like yeah. a normal rant podcast for us. It's so funny because like you go months and months without watching the games, and you're just like you miss it, and you're like, oh god, Leafs hockey. And then like halfway through that game, I'm just like, oh my god, this team infuriates yeah, me, dude. Listen to all our episodes over the past two years. We have. One episode where it's just like this, just losing our minds. The next episode, they they rattle off a good win, and they're like, "Oh, we're about like this is just another Maple Leaf episode of this Talking Buds podcast where they just sucked, and we are just negative because dude, that was horrible, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're ex- we're gonna win this series. And go play the Bruins now, like the Caps. Yeah. After that, yeah. like. The Philadelphia Flyers? Yeah, but dude, even the Bruins, like I watched a bit of that game today. The Bruins lost that game, but man, they, that team is a well-oiled machine. Yeah. Oh. What are we, what, know, are, we, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? You know, um, when we did our Blue Jackets like preview episode, you talked about the Wierenski and Jones. Man, oh man, were you right? Yeah, they're they're disgusting. Yeah, like they, they, Austin Matthews couldn't go anywhere tonight without one of those two guys all over him. 
Yeah, they are just absolutely disgusting. They could both skate. They both jump the in the you, rush like crazy. The thing when you watch, and if, if I was Kyle Dubas or Sheldon Keefe, the thing that would drive me most nuts, and you it's this isn't just exclusive to the game tonight. You see it all the time with teams that play the Leafs. You've seen it with you saw it in the last two series against the Bruins. They, they don't respect them. Like, they're just not, they're just like, this team's not going to adjust. Like, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. You guys just keep trying to score. If if, if one gets by um, Corpus Allo from the periphery, that's our fault, but we'll just keep doing what we're doing. Like, there's no, like, like, do, do they look like they're threatened? Do they look like they're scared on their heels? No. I honestly think that most NHL teams would, like, be pretty happy with this matchup. Like, yes. What's what's hard about playing the Leafs? What's difficult about that? You have to. All stop. you have to you, do is yeah. just work harder than they do, which is pretty much an automatic at this point, and just make sure you clog the middle. If you watch tonight's game, clog the middle, you win, no problem. All right. Um, any other thoughts you want to share before we do bum and beauty? Yeah, I'm just. I don't. I I just wonder sometimes when I'm watching tonight's game and 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 going through all this. I'm so down in the dumps, man. Like, oh, yeah. I, I what know, I'm about too. to say is just so over the top, but I really don't care. I, I just, you, listen, Ryan. There's no way you can be more over the top than Paul Maurice has been these last <laughs> uh, 24 hours. So don't worry. I'm about just it. sitting here and I'm just like, we we did this whole rebuild. We got our first overall pick. We got a couple high draft picks, and it's just. I don't think this team's ever going to win a Stanley Cup ever again. Like, I'm just <laughs> like, I really don't think this franchise is ever going to see the Stanley Cup ever again. I think, I think. Like, this is a listen, joke, man. Like, what listen, are we, oh. Listen, there's still lots of time. Not, not this. Dude, they're not winning a thing. No, like, no, I, I don't. Like, I, right. I, I, I don't. Do I think they're going to go on a cup run this year? I pro- probably not. Listen to us. We're just the, like the, the negative. I'm sorry. Podcast. I'm sorry, man. But yeah. it's just. Uh, I don't want to be too too bad because really they're only like an Austin Matthews shot away from winning that game, you know. Like it's not like yeah. like if Matthews pots that one timer, it's a completely different hockey game. Like it's just yeah. it's a it's a game of inches and bounces and things can change so quickly. But it's just it's like we just knew this was going to happen. Like I just knew it, and it's just so irritating that they can't do anything about it. And the any team that game plans against the Leafs and has that grinding ability grinding ability like they're, they're they're screwed like they just can't you know they don't have a chance it's gonna be a like a tough time they can't break through and i just want them to figure it out man well that's that's why again not to get ahead of myself but like if if this series doesn't go in their favor it's time for kyle dubas to like take a real philosophical look at what he's doing here and being like you're 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 losing because your team can't f- adjust and can't handle teams that play a physical defensive structured game. Your team wants to play road hockey. And when the other team doesn't play road hockey, they don't know what to do. Yeah, it's <laughs> dude, it's bad, man. They got all this talent, all this scoring ability and it's just you just know it's just not good enough. The way they play is just not good enough, and it's annoying. It's frustrating. All right. On that note, let's move into Bum of the Night, Beauty of the Night, Hit the Music. It's time to find out who's a bum and who's a beauty. Ryan. 
mine, I think these choices are pretty obvious. So let's do, we've been pretty negative so far. So let's do beauty first. You go ahead. Yeah, I'll take Freddie Anderson. Easy lockdown. Thought the guy, you know what? The goal kind of slid through that tough area of a goaltender's body between the pads and the blocker. It's a great place to shoot. Cam Atkinson has, he's a pretty good goal scorer. Like he's no slouch. If your goalie's going to give you one goal, man, on 30-plus shots, I'll take that every day of the week. I thought Anderson looked so good, made huge saves, too. It's not like he wasn't tested. He made that massive save with his leg. I thought that's everything you needed out of Frederick Anderson. He gave you everything you needed, and I'm happy that the storyline is about them adjusting a game plan and not about Freddie Anderson was awful. I've talked many times on this podcast about how big of a fan of Austin Matthews I am and how some nights I watch him and I just I want him to be a force shift in and shift out and some nights I don't see it and tonight I totally saw it I thought he was excellent he was by far their best most dangerous forward all night long he had those two beasts on the Blue Jackets blue line all over him all night and he just dealt with it I thought it was I thought it was a pro tonight like I, yeah, he worked hard, man. Like he, he yeah. was, he worked hard. He, yeah. he forechecked. He took yep. pucks I from guys. He, he had the puck. He yeah. had opportunities. He had all yeah. the opportunities. I thought, I thought he was a pro tonight. I thought he was awesome. And if he's going to play like that, I like their chances. Yeah. He's, he was great, man. I can't, I can't say enough about his game tonight. I thought he was phenomenal. Okay. Who, who I, I've, there's two standouts in the bum of the night category. So you'll probably do a better job ranting and raving about about it than I will. So do you want to take 16 or do you want to take 91? No, okay, I'm taking 91. 16. Yeah, John Tavares, man, it, it, this if he's going to play like he played tonight, it's it's the biggest waste of $11 million I've ever seen in my entire life. Like it it that was it was bad. Like he he, he, he literally did there, nothing. Man. He flew I have all the respect in the world for this man. I, I think he's had a great NHL career. I love the guy he is. The guy probably works his bag off in the gym, off the ice. Probably a good guy in the dressing room, good leader. He's no slouch, but man, it, you're making 11 million bucks. You're the captain. You're supposed to be a big difference maker here to put this team in the conversation with a Washington and the Bruins. And he just looked like a bum out there tonight. He looked terrible. He looks like he was way yeah. past his prime. It looks like he was I ready said, to I, go. Looks like he's texted, ready for retirement, man. He I was terrible. You and said he, he looks a hundred years old. He could he couldn't keep up. Yeah, he looks yeah. terrible. No, it's not good. Like it's really not good that you have these guys who just like need they need to be elite and they're yeah. just not. They're yeah. just not elite. They they can't make a difference. He he's always an arm's mm-hmm. length away. He's always got a stick just there, but yeah, never step gets behind. it. Yeah, that, that's it. And that's just, man, you can't have that from a guy who's supposed to be your best player. Like, I know Austin Matthews is supposed to be your best player, but, man, John Tavares, you signed him for $11 million and made him the captain for a reason. All right, you talked earlier about Mitch Marner and his obsession with trying to be on the highlight reel, game in and game out. For me, a huge part of that is just his utter refusal to shoot the puck. What is going on? Why will you not shoot the puck? There was 
three to five times tonight where he had an open lane to throw it at the net and he just doesn't. Why? Why, Ryan? Why? Because somewhere along the way, somebody gave him a reputation of being one of the best playmakers in the NHL. And he thinks that's unreal. (laughs) He thinks he's the goat at that. And he wants to be a 100-point player every year by setting up his teammates for beauty goals and him just looking like a legend setting them up. And he's probably seen his own highlights and seen that he can make really great passes. But it's to the point where even like the broadcasters are, are like Craig Simpson said that like three times tonight. Like Marner basically just passed yeah. that away. You're yeah. wide what open are you opportunity. Doing, dude? Like what, what is, what I is your problem, man? Like what's your problem? It's, the only thing I can think of and what I've said is just, he's bought into his own hype yeah. too much. He's listening to other people talk about how great of a playmaker he is. And now he's trying to live up to that hype. But dude, you could score goals, man. I'm pretty sure you had, 40 plus well, that's goals the thing, in the right? He's and making like himself, goal scorer He's too, making man. himself like a, like a non-factor offensively. It's like he he's supposed to be one of the most like when they talk about the big 4, like he's supposed to be one of the most dangerous ones in that group. And he's a non-factor. Yeah, and he and and he must have either either he buys into his own hype or he just is really insecure about his shot. He must think he might. He Does must think matter? he doesn't have a good enough Again, shot. Again, this comes back to this team's mentality, inability to adjust, inability to adjust. Excuse me. You, you're in the playoffs. Throw it at the net. Sc- try and score. Yeah. This isn't the time for a highlight reel goal. You, it's it's do or die. Your your season is on the line. The, the, stop. Like play with that sense of urgency. Yeah, there's there's none. There's I'm none. Man. They don't know I'm how yelling. to like, Yeah, that that's this the the main summary of this episode of the first episode of the postseason pie, which I wanted to be positive. I wanted to come on here and be like, man, there's the team we were looking for. But instead, it's just the negativity is so over the top. And I almost want to li- listen back to this podcast after to, to see if we're, we are being over the top. But to I me, was it doesn't just feel like it right now. So I'm, I'm definitely speaking. being over the top. Because it's just, yeah. it sucks. Like, it just yeah. sucks, man. And it's just, it's getting to the point where even though they might win this series and they might lose the next one, it's just like the way this whole thing is going, this philosophy, the way these guys play, their their ability to work hard and do what they have to do to beat other good hockey teams in this league. Like I'm looking at it being like, they're, they're not good enough. They're going to have to do something. Like you said earlier, like that was terrible. That's, ah, that was just the worst way to start this thing tonight. It sucked. They got shut down. They got, how many shots they get? Like 28. What, 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 how Hold many on, good I'm, opportunities? I'm, I'm like one. Here. I've moved. I've moved on in pages of my notebook. Let me. Let me find it. I had it written down. Twenty-eight shots. You're right. Yeah. Like how many? They had three good opportunities. Yeah. Maybe the rest of them were just little dinky. Throw it at the net. Which you got to throw it at the net. But man, you got to work a little harder for for better opportunities and and create. Well, we're gonna see. Um... We're going to see going forward what Sheldon Keefe is, is going to do. He's definitely saw the same things the rest of us saw tonight. And um, we saw him load up a line a couple times tonight. We saw him barely play his fourth line. So we know we're not dealing with Mike Babcock anymore. So 
it'll be interesting to see what adjustments he makes heading into game two on Tuesday. Well, you don't have a lot of wiggle no. room. That's the thing about That's this the thing. You lose game deal. one and your back's to the wall. Yeah, your wiggle room is just like, dude, they go, they get down one nothing right away. See the Blue Jackets record when they score the first mm-hmm. goal? You get down one nothing in that next game, it's over. See you later. Like, it's, it's, they, they got some serious, and Keith, he might have saw what happened, but can he do something about it? Yeah. Will he? Does yeah. he know how? Will Kyle Dubas just say, oh, keep the possession? Like, I just don't believe at this point that, Unless they all just come out and have a better effort and just play better. I know it's th- their philosophy isn't going to change a whole lot. So you better hope everyone's showing up and going to play your philosophy the best way possible. All right, before we get out of here, let's just um, comment on some of the other stuff going on around the league. So obviously the biggest um, news story coming out of day one was Paul Maurice's epic wah-wah he's having about Mark Shifley getting a skate in the back of the leg that Paul Maurice claims is the most calculated, vicious thing he's ever seen from Matthew Kachuk when you watch it and it's like, what are you talking about, sir? It's just, I guess it's easy to blame a guy with that reputation in the it, league, oh, but I guess. I, Ryan, listen, if you want to like carve him and say he's a dirty player, blah, 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 fine. The the yeah, no. the hysterics. It is just a filthy, dirty, disgusting. It's okay, okay, Paul. Okay, we like. He just knows he's screwed without yeah. his number one guy, so he's gonna yeah. go down with something. He just picked that, and he's gonna decide he's gonna go down with that. Um. So biggest takeaways for me. There's two ones I want to share. One, the Edmonton Oilers have the same defense issues as the Maple Leafs do and worse, far worse goaltending. So I don't know what you can have the best player in the world, but when you can't defend and you can't get a save, it means nothing. And my second take is the Philadelphia Flyers are legit. Yeah, hundred percent, man. And whoever wants to face the the blues or the avalanche in the yeah, playoffs, have good fun. luck. Good luck, because those are two damn good hockey teams, man. Whoa. The Montreal Canadiens getting an overtime win over the Pittsburgh Penguins. Thoughts on that? Yeah, I told you. Told you they have that something in that jersey, in that logo. There's some magic in there. There's winning magic in there. Unlike that dead maple leaf that's been crumpled. It hasn't grown back in a summer in years. Crumpled. Yeah. It just dies in the fall and stays dead in the winter. It hasn't been alive and probably will never be alive again because they just there's no magic in that sweater anymore. Crumpled up maple leaf. Yeah, there's the Habs out there putting together a good effort, beating a damn good hockey team in overtime, and and here we are playing a worse team and just getting here we are doing our and just having just basically. Playing hockey against a, a UFC wrestler. That's the equivalent. Just th- you're getting grounded and pounded Here by we are this team. Doing like, our it's just, first it's postseason terrible. pint in forever, and we're just pissed off for 30 minutes. Yeah. And everybody listening should be yeah. pissed off too. Yeah, it it sucks. Suck. Well, game two goes on Tuesday. Weird start time, 4 p.m. So that'll be interesting for everybody. Um, 
sort of a dayish game there. Uh, I don't know. Like, I mean, we could talk about what we think they need to do, but I think we just spent 30 minutes talking about it. We just need to go out and get it done. Find yeah. a way to get so, it done. I agree with Ryan. Yes, we were very upset and negative today, but if you're listening to this episode, you should be uh, angry too because enough's enough with this. You you can't you can't play shinny every night. You got to go out there and battle and pick up a W and work work harder. <sighs> All right, let's get out of here before we, we get ourselves even more worked up than we already are. Thanks everybody for downloading this week's postseason pint. We will see you after game two. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. Come on, let's go to the Blue Hotel. I want to live at the Blue Hotel. The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares. It's for the open-minded, the pleasure seeker. It's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality, theme-based with special guests, the Blue Hotel Hotline, and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd.